Hello, everybody, and welcome to our podcast, Returning to the Heart of Jesus. I'm your host, Bill Wegner, and it's a great honor and blessing for me to be here with you. So let's begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, O Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, and we shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Well, our last podcast, we talked about a little bit about uh, the discipleship, what it really meant to be a disciple of Jesus, how sometimes it's very, very difficult uh, to uh, love people, uh, even though uh, that's what Jesus commands us to do. He calls us to that, uh, and, and he tells us that the greatest commandment is, is to uh, love one another. Love God, love one another the way that He loves us. And, uh, and, and I started to think about that. And being in ministry like I have been for the last 25 years or so, um, there's a lot of different ways I've come to a realization uh, to love people. There's a lot of, a lot of different ways. Um, I think about that. Um, I think about uh, um, our, our wonderful friend, uh, Brian Casey. Um, when he was on the road preaching, and God rest his soul, Brian uh, just went to see Jesus a couple months ago, and, and uh, it's a great loss for us. Uh, he was just a great guy, uh, Brian Casey and from Seattle, Washington. And he used to preach about, um, he, he would tell how, how we've evolved, sort of, kind of, as, as uh, uh at f as followers of Jesus, as people in society even. And he would say, like, back in the day, thousands of years ago, um, the, let's, let's use an example. Let's say there was uh, 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 some people from one village and some people from another village, and they were out hunting. And now we have to realize uh, how important hunting was. You, 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 you needed to support your family. And, and uh, that's, that was so, so vital, that getting food and, and all that stuff for survival, just strictly survival. So let's say they're out there and an animal, a uh, rabbit, big rabbit, comes running in the midst of them and uh, they throw their spears. And both sides, not aware of each other, not even aware that the other person was there, both sides kind of connect and... and, and in hunting and kill that animal and uh, then they come to get it and and a fight breaks out there's a conflict because um, one side saying oh that's my I, I killed him first I did this I did that and there and there's a conflict and then there's a fight and the, the fight uh, ends with um, one person putting out the other person's eye in a fight okay so then the guy with the, the eye, he, he's, he's watching, and they leave. They take the rabbit, and, and uh, they leave, and, and he f looks and finds out where they are, maybe some of his companions. They find out where their village is. Well, he goes back to his village and says to everybody there and gets them all riled up. They, you know, I was there. I, was, I, was, I, I, I killed this rabbit for my family, and they all came, and they, and they beat me up. And they, and they stole the rabbit from me, and he tells the story and embellishes it and all that stuff. Well, the, the, the people in his village, they realize we can't let this happen. 
We can't let this happen anymore. So they all get together and they go to that other village. And you know what they do? They, they, they invade that village. They kill everybody. They kill everybody. They, they, they don't even, they don't just kill the guy who, who poked the, their friend's eye out. They kill everybody and they burn the village to the ground. And that's kind of like level one. You know, annihilation. Well, cooler heads and, and smarter minds come to a realization, we, we, we can't, this can't happen. It's before long where there won't be anybody left. There won't be anybody left. So they come up with a concept. And here's the concept. An eye for an eye. An eye for an eye. So that, and that's level two. So if, 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 if there's like a court of law and you put some guy's eye out or you do something physical to that guy and you're found guilty, then he can do that to you. He can do that to you. So it's an eye for an eye. And then a lot of people take that and, and, and realize that, hmm, this is probably not going to work. Because after a while, there'll be a lot of one-eyed guys walking around. And besides that, you know, if you do something twice, they could put the other eye out and it would be really bad. So they came up with a, with a concept that we would probably call the silver rule. And, and, and that was, don't do anything to somebody that you don't want them to do to you. The silver rule. And then that evolved into... The golden rule. Now the golden rule, some of you think that the golden rule is those who have the gold make the rules. <laughs> and maybe that's true in some cases, but the golden rule is do unto others as you would like them to do unto you. And that was, that was like a level four. And then, uh, and then after that, and then after that, Jesus comes along. And here's what he says. Love your enemies and return good for evil and bless those who curse you. People say, why didn't Jesus come a couple thousand years before that? He probably wouldn't have lasted a day preaching that. That's why. He only lasted three years before they got rid of him preaching what he was preaching. And the time was right. So, you know, as we've gone through this um, this definite evolution of society, I, I'm going to say this. There's people who are still on level two, an eye for an eye. Our, our, our prison system's like that. That's for sure. It's not the same kind of concept, but it's, it's like that. And there's, I, I hear people, I hear people, oh, oh, this country did something to the United States. Yeah, we should just nuke them. We should just get rid of them. You know, they're, they're on that, that level, but We've evolved, hopefully, to the point where we can at least hear that Jesus is saying, love your enemies and, and do good to them. So, so how do we do that? How do we do that? Well, there's, there's different ways of doing that. And I've, I've come to the realization that sometimes the way that we love one another is, is strangers and family. Um, we just have to be there for them. We don't really have to say much. We don't have to be so connected to them uh, that we're trying to say these profound things in their suffering. And I'll, and I'll tell you a story. I've never told this story, but uh, I, I think it's a good place to share this. Uh, years ago, uh, my friend Brent and I 
uh, we were doing the parish missions together. So this was kind of early on in our, in our ministry. And uh, we were at a parish speaking at the mass, uh, like a vigil mass, like five o'clock. And uh, I, it was my turn. I got up to, to invite everybody to the parish mission that was starting the next night, Sunday. And uh, so after I was finished, you know, I told them about myself and this and that. As I was, uh, when I finished, I, I sat down and a, the guy behind me leaned forward and said, not bad for a guy from New Jersey, right? <laughs> and I was like, oh, thanks a lot. So <laughs> I found out later that beautiful family, you know, husband, wife, couple of kids, and, and uh, I found out later that they were from New York, right? So he was kind of giving it to me. I was giving it to him a little bit. We had a lot of, a lot of fun, and he said he was going to come to the mission. Well, uh, as sad as it is, the next day, his 15-year-old son uh, was out with his friends driving through a, a, an area like maybe, you know, forest and tr trees and all stuff. They had trucks and this kid uh, was thrown up into the uh, hood of the roof of the truck and was killed. Just instantly killed this 15-year-old boy that I had just met the day before. And when we found out about it, I mean, that was like shockwaves through the whole parish, as you can, as you can imagine. And uh, I said to Brent, I said, Brent, I, I think we should go there. I think, think we should go there and, and be with those people, um, even though we don't know them really well, be with those people and maybe pray with them. So we went. And uh, when we walked into that, that house, um, I got to tell you, uh, I, I never experienced pain like that. Um, and it was, it was like you could touch it. You could, you could feel it. It was, it was so shocking and so, so, so very, very sad. And uh, we talked to them and they were, they, they didn't even have their son's body back yet. They didn't have anything. And they were, <clears throat> they were, um, waiting for some people to come to this North Carolina town from New York. They were waiting for the family to come in, but there's quite a few people there, uh, maybe 20. So we prayed. We all joined hands. We prayed in a, in, a, uh, in a circle. And then the mother said to me, uh, the boy's mother, now remember, I met her for about three minutes. And she said to me, I, I would like you to do me a favor, Bill. I said, what? <laughs> and she said, uh, I, I, I said, you know, of course, I said, of course, what, what is it? She said, uh, Michael, their son, for their Christmas project, this was an Advent mission we were doing there, uh, we're supposed to write a letter to the parents. And I have that letter, and I would like you to read it to us. Well, she doesn't know me, you know, but I know me. And I'm the guy that cries at car commercials. Do you understand that? You know, I, when, I, when, when there's a, a, a Hallmark commercial about a, a special car, I'm a blubbering idiot. So I know, I'm like, I'm not sure. I said that to her right out. I'm not sure that I could do that. But I did it. I did it. And, and it was beautiful, just unbelievably beautiful, very emotional. I'll never forget it.
my whole life. But the bottom line is, we were there for that family. We loved those people, and we were just present. We didn't say anything profound. I didn't have these great words of wisdom to get them through it. I knew that they were going to suffer about their son for the rest of their lives. And I had nothing to say to them except, I'm here for you. And that's how it is. That's how it is. Sometimes we're just there doing what we're supposed to be doing. And that's part of loving even, even people we don't know. People that, we're, that we don't know. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll tell you another story real quick. I was doing a parish mission in New Jersey, where I'm from, and there was quite a few people around. And uh, later, because we were having refreshments, fellowship, a cup of coffee, a cookie, or whatever it happens to be, and I was there with a group of two or three people I knew who had come to the mission because they knew me. And uh, this young woman came up and says to me, I, I just, just right, right in front of me, boom. Um, I just want to tell you something. Um, I came here to the, to the church tonight. I didn't know you were going to be here. I didn't know there was a parish mission, but I, I came to this church tonight to, uh, to say goodbye to God because I had planned on committing suicide tonight. I was going to kill myself. And I knew that this is what she was saying. I knew that God didn't want to have anything to do with me after that. So I was just coming to say goodbye. But then I sat in the back and I listened to you. And I want you to know that God used you to save my life. And she hugged me and she walked out. I never said a word. I never said a word to her. Nobody else, everybody, everyone was there with like a cookie and uh, their mouth open, including me. And, and she, just, she just walked right out. And you know, my first thought, because you know, I'm so nutty, is, oh, thank God there was other people there so that they wouldn't think I made this up, you know? And, uh, but it was just, what, what a moment. And you come to a realization, you come to a realization sometimes in your life that you're just there and God's using you. And, uh, you don't have to really do anything except what you're supposed to do. You don't have to be all dramatic. You don't have to say the, the, these prophetic words. You don't have to say, just have to be there for people. It's, I guess there's even a term for that. It's called the ministry of presence, you know? And uh, it's, it's those kind of things that, you know, it, and, and it was there, even for Jesus. Jesus is on the cross. He's, he's unbelievably suffering unbelievable suffering and but who's there with him his mother there's other women who had ministered to and John the Apostle John is with him with him there you know in, in reality Jesus is God Jesus is he didn't need anybody there but in his humanness he did in his humanness he he it must have been such a tremendous a tremendous blessing to see his mom there, to, 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 to see these other people, these disciples, the disciple John. It, because everybody else around him, the Roman soldiers, uh, the, the leadership of the, of the uh, 
Jewish nation, they, they were not there because they were his friends. But they had the ministry of presence right there. They couldn't do a thing. There was no words to describe what he was going through, but they were there for him. And I think that's part of what Jesus is trying to tell us. Just be with people. Even the people you don't want to be with. Just be with them. Uh, just, just show yourself. Just love them, even if it's from afar. Even if it's from afar. Well, thank you for listening to me. God bless you. And uh, let's, let's end with a prayer um, like we usually do. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, and, and let's ask Mother Mary to, to um, intercede for us, for, to help us to always be aware of people's suffering and to try to be there for them in one way or another because as she was there always for her son. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember this, Jesus loves you, and so do I. God bless you. Thank you. Hello again, everybody. I'm your host, uh, Bill Wegner, from uh, the podcast, Returning to the Heart of Jesus. And I'm just here very quickly a after our last podcast to make a, an, an announcement. And uh, it's pretty exciting. We're, we're very happy and excited about it. We're going to do a series, a series of uh, podcasts with a definite theme. Uh, we're going to start off with uh, faith in sports. And we have lined up some... Uh, pretty well-known uh, sports figures. Uh, we're going to start off with, uh, on our first, with Joe Klecko, who's a former uh, New York Jet, all pro in three different positions, and he's going to share with us his faith journey and uh, how sometimes he really struggled uh, with his faith uh, in, in the sports world. And then we're going to go into, we're going to have about three, three or four episodes with different people um, on uh, faith in sports. Then we're going to do a, uh, another one on faith in business. We're going to talk to some business leaders. We're going to talk to some people who are faithful uh, Catholics who have struggled uh, through sharing their faith in the business world. And we can only imagine how tough that would be also. And then we're going to uh, have the third part, which was going to be faith in everyday life. And we're going to talk to regular old people like uh, you and me and how they went through their uh, struggles and, and triumphs in sharing their faith in all the different things that we do. Not just in work, but in family, in neighborhood, in the parish, and, and uh, in all different settings. So I, I think it's going to be very, very exciting. I'm just uh, here today to invite you to uh, stay tuned and to invite your neighbors and friends and family members to, to join in. They can uh, watch us on YouTube and Facebook and LinkedIn, and they can also just hear the audio on Spotify. So it's returning to the heart of Jesus, and isn't that what we're all about? I think it's going to be very exciting, but very relatable to all of us. So I'm hoping that a lot of you will tune in. Well, thank you. 
And God bless you. And remember this, that Jesus loves you. And, and so do I. Thank you. God bless you.